Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If our podcast has been a help to you, please let us know by writing a short review of our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from How to Get On in the World by Major A.R. Calhoun, published in 1895. It has been said that nothing succeeds like success. But what is success? If we consult the dictionaries, they will give us the etymology of this much-used word. And in general terms, the meaning will be, quote, the accomplishment of a purpose. But as the goals in nearly every life differ, success cannot mean the same thing to all people. The artist's idea of success is very different from that of the business person, and the scientist differs from both, as does the politician from all three. We read of successful gamblers, burglars, or charlatans, but no true success was ever won or ever can be won in such a manner. To win, so that we ourselves and the world shall be the better for our having lived, we must begin the struggle with a high purpose, keeping ever before our minds the characters and methods of the noble men and women who have succeeded along the same lines. Young person beginning the battle of life should never lose sight of the fact that we live in an age of fierce competition and that this competition must, in the nature of things, become more and more intense. Success is now less and less dependent on luck and chance. Instead, the prime requisites of those who win are a preparation for your chosen field of effort an industry that is ever-increasing, a hope that never flags, a patience that never grows weary, a courage that never wavers, and a trust in God. The purpose of your work is not to stimulate genius, for genius is a law unto itself and finds its compensation in its own original productions. Genius has benefited the world without a doubt, but too often its life compensation has been a crust of bread in an attic room. After death, in not a few cases, the burial was through charity of friends, and this can hardly be called adequate compensation for the memorial tablet or monument that commemorates a life of privation, if not of absolute wretchedness. It is indeed well for the world that success is not dependent on genius, and that every young woman and man blessed with good health, and a mind capable of education, following principles that are true and abiding, can win the highest positions in public and private life, and dying leave behind a heritage for their children and an example for all who would prosper along the same lines. And all this with the blessed assurance of hearing at last the Master's words, Well done, my good and faithful friend. Whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. 
There is a powerful ring in this fine injunction that stirs like a bugle blast. But what can my hands find to do, you ask? How can I win? Who will tell me the work for which I am best fitted? Where is the kindly guide who will point out to me the life path that will lead to success? Well, bear in mind that the first condition of success in every calling is an earnest devotion to its requirements and duties. This may seem so obvious a remark that it is hardly worth making, and yet with all its obviousness the thing itself is often forgotten. People are frequently loath to admit the extent and urgency of the duties required, and put them off at times to follow frivolous pursuits and meandering paths. However, we cannot travel every path. Success must be one along one line. You must make your business the one life purpose to which every other, save your faith, must subordinate. Eternal vigilance, it has been said, is the price of liberty. With equal truth, it may be said, unceasing effort is the price of success. We do not work with our might. Others will, and they will outstrip us in the race and pluck the prize from our grasp. The race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, in the race of business or in the battle of professional life. But usually it is the swiftest that wins the prize, and the strongest that gains through the strife. Remember that heaven helps those who help themselves is a maxim as true as it is ancient. The great and indispensable help to success is character. Character is crystallized habit, the result of training and conviction. Every character is influenced by heredity, environment, and education, but to a great extent, we are the architect of our own characters. If that were not the case, we would be fatalists, irresponsible creatures of circumstances. So long as we have the power to change one habit, good or bad, for another, we are responsible for our own character. And this responsibility continues throughout life. A person may be a graduate of the greatest university, and even a great genius, and yet be a most despicable character. Neither Peter Cooper, George Peabody, nor Andrew Carnegie had the advantage of a college education, yet character made them the world's benefactors, and more honored them princes. You insist on having respect for the learned, wrote George Pertes to a friend. I say yes, but at the same time, don't forget that largeness of mind, depth of thought, appreciation of the lofty experience of the world, delicacy of manner, tact and energy in action, love of truth, honesty and amiability that all these may be wanting in a person who may yet be very learned. In the affairs of life or of business, 
It is not intellect that tells so much as character, not brain so much as heart, not genius so much as self-control, patience and discipline, regulated by judgment. In other words, good sense disciplined by experience and inspired by goodness, issued in practical wisdom. Indeed, goodness implies wisdom, the highest wisdom, the union of worldly with the spiritual. As Sir Henry Taylor said, Wisdom and goodness walk hand in hand, not only because wisdom makes us good, but because our goodness makes us wise. The best sort of character, however, cannot be formed without effort. There needs the exercise of constant self-watchfulness, self-discipline, and self-control. There may be much faltering, stumbling, and temporary defeat, difficulties and temptations to be battled with and overcome. But if the spirit be strong and the heart be upright, no one need despair of ultimate success very effort to advance, to arrive at a higher standard of character than we have reached, is inspiring and invigorating. And even though we may fall short of it, we cannot fail to be improved by every honest effort made in an upward direction. Instead of saying that people are creatures of circumstance, it would be near the mark to say that we are the architect of circumstance. It is character which builds an existence out of circumstance. From the same materials one person builds palaces, another hovels, one warehouses, another villas. Bricks and mortar are mortar and bricks, until the architect can make them something else. Thus it is that in the same family, in the same circumstances, one person rears a stately edifice, while their brother or sister, vacillating and incompetent, lives forever amid ruins. The block of granite which was an obstacle on the pathway of the weak becomes a stepping stone on the pathway of the strong. When the elements of character are brought into action by a determined will and influenced by a high purpose, we enter upon and courageously persevere in the path of duty, at whatever the cost, and we may be said to approach the summit of our being. We then exhibit character in its most intrepid form and embody the highest idea of character our noble and inspired acts repeated in the life and action of others. It would be well for every woman and man, eager for success and anxious to form a character that will achieve it, to commit to memory this advice of Bishop Middleton. Persevere against discouragements, keep your temper, employ leisure in study, and always have some work in hand. Be punctual and methodical in business, and never procrastinate. Never be in a hurry. Preserve self-possession, 
and do not be talked out of a conviction. Rise early and be an economist of time. Maintain dignity without the appearance of pride. Be guarded in discourse, attentive and slow to speak. Think nothing in conduct unimportant or indifferent. Rather set than follow examples. And in all your transactions, remember the final account. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.